Hello, hello, Joey here. Welcome back to Droolish. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish. I am your host, Joey Montano. If you're unfamiliar with Droolish, Droolish is a sleep and relaxation podcast focused on helping you fall asleep, potentially uh, helping you relax. I should say potentially because generally I find that my voice tends to be fairly soothing, fairly calm. And whenever I talk with clients and other people, regardless of what I talk about, they tend to yawn. And I figured, why not? Let's create a podcast related to me talking about my thoughts. Uh, Obviously, you guys don't have to listen to everything I need to say or have to say. I don't need to say anything personally. But this is generally helpful, helpful for those who are trying to sleep, who may have insomnia. I do mix, uh, blend I should say, uh, background noises, primarily white noise to help uh, calm your mind, soothe your mind, and hopefully my voice helps you get your mind off of your day. And on top of that, I like to talk about a variety of subjects, particularly in this week, or this episode I should say, we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl, recapping the Super Bowl, recapping all of the bets we've made uh, throughout the NFL season. And I'm pretty sure um, a number of you who have been listening more recently have been following a lot of my sports picks, particularly in the uh, NFL. Uh, you know, what started at, out as pickums turned into more of a sports gambling. Uh, I don't say I don't want to say addiction. Addiction means I can stop or can't stop. Uh, I just like winning. And once I stop winning, I just say screw it. Um, fortunately, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, this season in the NFL, uh, I won 70% of my spreads, uh, and um, the NFL playoffs, I'll talk about the, re- the review with that when we discuss the Super Bowl, but I know a lot of you guys uh, have listened the last uh, week and a half uh, regards to the Super Bowl bets and the prop bets in particular, so let's just jump straight in, guys, and if you guys, if you aren't s- someone who is, uh, what I should say familiar with sports betting or, you know, just just don't really pay attention to football that much, uh, don't worry. This is really just going to be more of a recap episode. Uh, I'll do my best to help uh, kind of bring you guys up to speed, but I'm assuming a, a number of you have actually do have a lot of uh, either sports betting background or or have at least uh, partake, partook, whatever that word is, uh, in some NFL betting action, uh, I'm assuming. Of course, first things first. I am not a professional sports better. I'm not a professional sports analyst. I just happen to be a guy who likes to watch the NFL. I pay attention to the trends. And this was the first year I decided, why don't I just put some money down to actually put my money where my mouth is? And fortunately, uh, it, things worked out pretty well. Now, starting with the Super Bowl recap, uh, I just want to say that that was a great game uh, last yesterday i would say last week but yeah technically it was last week uh but the super bowl was a great game i had uh starting with the very first bet i should say and i have all of my spreadsheets up i link them in the description and uh this one here is a spreadsheet that i have that marks the playoffs that i'm looking at and the very first uh thing that i want to talk about specifically are the game bets and i will put timestamps on when I talk about the game bet, game bets uh, here and when I talk about prop bets specifically. And then after that, we're just going to discuss you know, what I've learned this season, what's next, uh, and just do more of my stream of consciousness, consciousness thoughts. So if this is your first time listening after three and a half or four minutes and I have not sold, sold on you yet, well, don't worry, this format's not going to change. This is how I talk, so... You're either going to love it or leave it. That's just that's just my logic. With that said, let's just dive into it. Side note, I am very excited. I'm very excited. I was super hyped to watch the Super Bowl, watch the full game, and placed a lot of action, of course. And uh, looking at my playoff picks, I have tracked mainly four different types of bets for my main playoff picks that I that would normally do, uh, you know, excluding the props. And the first one I call them pick'ems, which is just my 
my gut instinct that I think is generally mainly for, I don't want to say like uh, the everyman or like the Homer thoughts. And for those of you who aren't known, like the Homer thoughts are generally just like, just brash opinions, not even like taking any, uh, you know, depth or knowledge or insights to actually have an informed decision. Or at least that's my interpretation of it. Uh, but going into the Super Bowl, I was five and five with these pick and picks. And generally they're not really meant to be taken seriously. It's just more based off of uh, the Yahoo pickums that I did throughout the season. Uh, however, I did pick the Chiefs to win flat out in the pickums, um, so that actually takes me to six and five. Uh, the next bet type, or was the spreads, which I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys uh, paid more attention to, because that's where we actually put money down. And I picked the spread as Chiefs minus one. I told you guys this game was going to be really close, uh, very close uh, actually. And I really didn't know who was going to win, but I just felt that at the end of the day, this was going to be the year where Andy Reid was going to uh, win it. And he was just going to mask all of his mistakes. Uh, you know, regardless of his poor clock management, I feel like he had enough talent with him. Uh, he's just a phenomenal coach. Great, great team uh, that just has so much firepower, and they've come back every single game in the playoffs. And there's no reason to doubt that they won't keep the game close, not that they were ever an underdog. But um, I, I just believe the 49ers were, were well matched up with the Chiefs. And we saw most of it in, in about three and a half quarters. It looked like the Chiefs weren't going to have that late game comeback. But we all still know the Chiefs are the Chiefs. And when you're down 20 to 10, <laughs> mid, mid fourth quarter, and they come back with three straight touchdowns, that's, that's a statement win right there. And I believe Chiefs are the only team, uh, I think, in NFL history to have been behind by double digits throughout the playoffs and have won every single game and they've done it in quick fashion it's just phenomenal to watch them play so the spread at minus one with the line that i actually updated uh it was actually off it off the uh podcast because i place my i lock in my bets at least verbally on here then i make my bets after um probably about like 12 hours later uh, when I have time to sit down, and I managed to get the Chiefs at minus one, which is still the same line I mentioned, or the same spread, but the line uh, went from minus 117 to minus 115, so I got a better line out of that. So uh, for that, we finished six and five for the season, and based off these spread type picks, that actually is more or less a uh, break-even playoff run for spreads. Uh, like I said, I'm very disappointed with the fact that I'm six and five, and I know my Bills first pick, um, I counted that as a loss, even though it was a tie. Uh, technically, I'm 6-4-1. I really try to strive for at least 66%, and if I'm feeling very happy or very, um, what's the word I'm thinking of, like, adventurous or, or very eager, I guess, uh, I want to have, like, 72-73% win rate for my spreads. So, speed 65 is still nothing to be sad about. I'm still likely break-even or ahead there. Uh, I, I, I would just rather have, uh, have a better record, but... You know, I'm glad, I'm glad to at least be um, break even or profitable. Uh, as for the money line picks, I did not do a money line pick this game because I believe this game was a little bit too close to call, and I just felt like either team, e either pick wasn't going to be a great value uh, considering uh, Vegas odds. So I passed on that. I finished with a two and five record in the playoffs for the money line, and uh, some of you listeners might think, "Oh, that's a that's a pretty terrible record." Uh, generally, though, most of my money line picks are value picks where I try to find good underdogs or good good uh, favorites that Vegas has misaligned. And the two wins happen to be uh, the Vikings leaving the wildcard weekend and the Titans in the divisional round, uh, both for 3.2 units and 3.4 units respectively, which means uh, if I were to place a dollar down in a bet in one, I'd get 3.2 times the amount back plus the dollar I bet in so uh, and for those of you who are unfamiliar with units units are a denomination of money uh, specifically set by you whoever's betting or if you're more of a if a sports better it's also representative of a uh, percentage per bankroll so it could be either or depending on the context uh, so as long as you have a consistent idea of what a unit is then you can kind of grasp the concept of being ahead or behind uh, generally speaking so despite the 2 and 5 record, I finished up 1.6 units. So if we did $100 a bet, I'd be up $160 just doing money lines. Uh, again, 
you don't have to win that frequently, but uh, it's one of those games, or it's one of those things where uh, as, as long as you bet smart and you think about your end goal, uh, you should come out ahead. And I've documented this throughout the season as well. So just so I can either verify if I'm doing things right or wrong, because it's one thing for me to say I'm good at betting or I'm terrible at betting, but uh, the stats don't lie. And that's why I say I'm not a professional sports analyst or sports better. Uh, this is all for fun and mainly for entertainment. Besides, a lot of you, uh, hopefully you don't you know, make these bets right away. You're, you all should be trying to sleep. Or at least I try to get all of like the good stuff talking, uh, talking points early on. And then hopefully you guys can uh, think about, especially if you're betting, like, think about plays, think about angles while you're sleeping. Uh, your brain actually does that. Uh, I think there's like a lot of science behind it, and I'll probably talk about it in a different episode, but, but I digress. Uh, the last type of bet that I normally make in these situations, or at least for uh, throughout the playoffs, are the over-under. Uh, I, I believe I mentioned the over at 54. I got that wrong. Um, oddly enough, I misclicked my bet on Bet Online AG, and I accidentally picked the under. So I did win that, <laughs> but, but that was completely not the intent. So. Um, so the score was a little bit closer and I almost thought we were going to get to the over towards the end um, after uh, what's his face scored the last touchdown and I'm actually going to pull up the game cast for uh, the, the game yeah the game summary uh, game summary Super Bowl yeah it should pull up on ESPN because I'd like to keep track of like all the scores and who scored when and let's do the play by play so uh yeah, I, I really liked that pick, the over, uh, but obviously the game was a little bit more defensive than I thought. Uh, it took Kansas City about three quarters to wake up, and it goes to show, at least it goes to show you guys that, you know, a, t a team that's as talented as the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, they kind of slept the first half of the whole season, or like the whole playoffs, and then they just woke up. In the second half, or at least like they lollygag two of the quarters, and they start they're, they're just so potent enough to just destroy you in one. It's it's crazy. And my prediction for the score was actually Chiefs 30 and the San Francisco 28. The actual score was Chiefs 31 and the San Francisco 49ers 20. Uh, there were there were a lot of things that happened in that fourth quarter, which might have helped some of you guys in your prop bets and might have hurt you guys in your in some of your prop bets as well. And uh, we're going to start talking about the prop bets, actually, right about now. So, I don't know why I even announced that. But just, I don't know. I feel like I, I should announce when I'm about to do something, even though I shouldn't. I read online, you just say you're going to do it, and then just do it. So, I'm, I'm doing it right now. Okay, so, there are mainly five uh, game props that I mentioned in the same, uh, I think it was episode 44, when I talked about the initial Super Bowl bets. So, I want to highlight those first. Then, I'm going to be mentioning the... Um, prop bets. So, let's begin. <laughs> first bet was Kansas City minus one in the first half. Uh, the game was tied, obviously, uh, going 10-10 after quarter two. And I, I thought Kansas City was going to be up by at least three at that point, but uh, it did not happen. Uh, a little bit sad on that one because that was one that I didn't, I didn't bet a full unit on. I bet uh, three-fourths of a unit. So, I already started out 0-1 there. Then, uh, there were two props that I played back-to-back, -back, more of a hedge. And I kind of overlooked this one, too, because I, I briefly discussed uh, the, the first touchdown score. And I said it was either going to be Kittle or Kelsey. And it was, the main factor was going to be who was going to get the ball first. So, the reason, that's the main reason why I bet that. Of course, Patrick Mahomes ended up scoring the touchdown, which was not really out of the question of, he, of his uh, capability. As a matter of fact, I think they offered a plus 2,500 for him being the first touchdown score. Now, I don't recall if I mentioned that last week, and if I didn't, that is a severe overlook that I had, like an oversight, I should say, because uh, that was certainly well within the realm of his capability, and I, I you know, that, I don't goof there. Uh, that would have paid yeah, plus 2,500. And that was certainly worth the hedge. I could have placed a third of a unit in each one. Uh, probably what it came out with, I think. It seemed like it seems like the EV scenario. And I feel like that's a very profitable play. If I did Kittle, Kelsey, and uh, Mahomes, 
Uh, I'm not going to say Garoppolo. I don't think I've ever seen Garoppolo actually run in for a touchdown. But uh, Patrick Mahomes certainly had that dynamic capability, and just me forgetting about that, that's a big swing and a miss, guys. I'm terribly sorry that I did not look there. Uh, and I feel like I half-assed that, uh, considering the end, of last, or the end of the first part of the Super Bowl at uh, betting episodes. Uh, I, I just didn't do my due diligence in that particular bet. Because uh, not, it's not even a hindsight thing. I've previously batted him actually having rushing or having the first touchdowns in the past. And this was a big oversight. So anyone that's bet there, my bad, guys. Uh, so already we're already 0-3 for the prop bets. Then uh, this one is an interesting one. I bet uh, any other result, loser win within 5. Uh, when, by the time I placed that bet, it actually, the line actually increased to 6. So any other result uh, of the score being within 6 points of either team, uh, that was a bet that I placed, a prop bet. And we were very close to getting that. Uh, the score was 20-24 to 24 until, uh, what's his face, uh, scored a touchdown. I'm going to try to get his name again. Oh yeah, uh, Damian, Damian Williams. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Damian Williams, uh, he rushed it. For, he was on the San Francisco 38. Uh, yeah, and there that was more or less game over at that point. But uh, he broke out the 38-yard rush and nullified my bet. And had he not done that, they probably would have just gone out and downs or punted it and or tried to, yeah, they would have punted it like 20 seconds or 10 seconds left uh, with a very slim chance for San, San Fran to come back. Uh, that was the likely scenario that played out in my head as that was happening. Um, even at the time when I placed the bet, I mentioned that uh, it's very hard for me to even imagine that this game had uh, become more than like four points at most between both teams because it was going to be so close and that was was pretty much was going to happen uh, until that last rushing touchdown. Uh, I shouldn't negate that like it shouldn't have happened. Uh, that's more of a bad beat, and uh, you know that's that's a bummer. That's a, and if, if points bet, if you're listening, uh, which is going to be my favorite sports book because they will be popping up popping up in Michigan now that the legislation has passed. If you're listening, points bet, uh, your bad beat, Jack, or your bad beat play. Uh, they formally announced it to be the Patrick Mahomes 30-yard rushing uh, prop bet, which I talked about briefly too, uh, but. Uh, that was, he had like 48 yards rushing or 40-something yards rushing, and then his last three kneel downs was like minus 15 yards. So anyone who placed that bet, they actually refunded all of their amounts uh, because it was a bad beat jackpot, and I, I would qualify this one as well as a bad beat jackpot. Uh, that was something that was almost a lock of going in, uh, especially with that minute 20 left. Unfortunate. Um, that did pay out, plus 160, and I did bet half a unit there. So I was fairly confident in that one. And that was uh, bad news bears, just unlucky. You know, uh, that's what happens in sports betting. You know, not everything's a given. And already, I'm 0-4 with that. Uh, the other prop, the game prop that I picked was the second, second uh, half was the highest scoring. I think I did the second quarter, which is the highest scoring. Uh, but uh, since the second quarter was not the highest scoring, uh, it was the fourth actually. Uh, that was a swing and a miss. So. Uh, the blind was minus 115, and I didn't bet much. It was like a quarter of a unit um, with 0 and 5, like right from there. So uh, that's, you know, that's a problem. Now, that was mainly, those are the main ones. Actually, there's two more that I had before uh, talking about the good, the good fun props. So started out 0 and 5 there. Uh, I picked the Chiefs having the highest scoring quarter. That paid even odds, and I was pretty confident in that. And I bet a full unit there. Got that. One in, so now we're 1 and 5. I also picked the Chiefs having 3.5 touchdowns over that. That paid one point. Uh, that paid plus 150. About a half unit there, won that. So most of the losses in the first five were already recovered in the next two games. So that's why I bet with confidence, and the more I'm confident with the pick, the higher um, units I bet. So I'm two and five, and essentially uh, I can't say break even, but getting close to break even at that point. And then now let's talk about prop bets. So those are like most of the game bets that I did. Uh, and the reason why I wanted to separate the game props versus the Super Bowl like spectacle props is that the game props, you know, those ones are going to be, those ones for me are really tough to even figure out. Uh, I'm fortunate to be 
you know, even with the plus 150, 3.5 foot touchdown Chiefs over. Um, that helped me get back to nearly break even. But those are things I still can't really control. Um, I can make educated guesses and have slight edges, and yes, it's been profitable uh, throughout the season. But these prop bets, the, the fun props, I like to call them, are the ones that I love. Those are the ones that I feel like I have a huge edge on. And the ones that, uh, if you just witness the spectacle that it is, and you kind of just watch the media and how they just do things and just the shenanigans of it, uh, you can find yourself being very profitable, or, or at least that was that was my, uh, my logic behind it. So, the first fun prop bet, and this is going to be specifically for uh, the national anthem. Let's start there, and then we'll just work our way down the list. So the first prop was the what color dress is Demi Lovato going to wear? Now, I mentioned that uh, my top options were likely to be black, red, um, pink as a value play, and white. Unfortunately, uh, Bet Online, uh, Bet Online, um, my bookie did not have white as an option. It was gray. And but like I said last week, I said if white was an option, probably at least plus 200, that would be my one of my go-to's. But I did not trust the gray pick, despite being a plus 400. Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense for white not to be an option, considering they had like gray, blue, green, like red, pink. So. Uh, that's that. That kind of sucks because I really wanted to place that uh, on that uh, place that side bet. However, I did pick two other colors. I picked red uh, at plus two hundred because she's worn that in the past very frequently, and I've also spent a lot of time studying all the national anthem performances that she's had on national television, uh, which is which I felt like gave me a huge edge. And I really I, I meant to actually post a lot of this stuff probably like on Friday. Uh, on my, 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 my uh, other Twitter account where I just show pics and then I, I felt so confident that I wanted to like say retweet this, I'll pay ads just to see if I can build any hype around it but I got lazy and I didn't do that so I ended up, I ended up posting it like two minutes after the National Anthem uh, which I didn't realize the National Anthem was going on so uh, that, yeah, I'll, I'll slap you there but regardless uh, bet, I bet half a unit and the plus 200 for the red, the Demi Lovato outfit did not get that. So two and six so far on prop bets, and then I bet a very small amount, like barely an eighth of a unit, uh, on the pink, because uh, getting that right would mean I would put a unit, a full unit on something that's that's barely possible, and did not get that. So two two up seven. Would like to say three of seven if white was an option, because there's no way that would be uh, worse than plus 200 odds. Uh, I said black was plus 125 last week, and I did not think that was going to be the case. I and all of her uh, performances, she's wore, she's wore many different colors, from like white, pink, uh, black, and then I think uh, red, between all of them. And it just seemed that the implied odds weren't there for black. And I was right, but again, no white clothing option, so uh, very sad. Like, very, very sad there. Now this is my favorite bet, and this is where things start turning around, turning around very, very, very well. So uh, the length of the national anthem was a big topic for a lot of people, and I told you guys last week that most of her performances last between about a minute and 49 seconds and a minute 52. She's had a couple that were a minute 54, where she uh, where she stretched out the last last uh, vocal but there was only one performance that I think was a minute 59 like out of all of her recorded appearances and that minute 59 I believe was not even a was not even a major event it was just more of a I would say major event but it wasn't like a national like NFL MLB type uh, event it was more of a like boxing fight where she was holding a microphone and, and not having a, a microphone stand so the likelihood of her actually having at most like a minute 19 second it was on the table but uh, but there was super high confidence that she was not even going to get close to that so the initial under for 123 seconds or two minutes three seconds um yeah 123.5 seconds the the line was at, at, was plus 105 
I initially had this as pretty much four units bet, like the most surest bet in the history of bets. Uh, come to find out, when I placed the bet on uh, my bookie, that they only allowed $25 max bets. So, uh, I was very, very, very sad. I probably could have gone on Bovada, uh, but I cleaned out my Bovada account, and, and frankly, I just didn't want to put money in there. Uh, I, I don't think they would have given me good odds, and I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just so sad with a $25 bet. Like, I was so confident. Like, I, I you know, Naruto Sasuke Sharingan that pick. Like, I was, I had that clairvoyance foresight, and I was so confident. And it not only hit, but I'm just bummed that, that I couldn't maximize, because those, those, those like, that was probably going to be the biggest bets, the biggest place I had. Um, I was going to make period in sports betting, because I was so sure. But, good news is, she finished her national anthem in a minute and 49 and a half seconds, or under a minute 50, which was darn near exactly, like, what I expected her to do, based on all of her previous performances, based on all of her top events. That she's performed, and she's performed, I think, in the World Series like two or three times in the last in the last decade, and she has not changed anything outside of her outfit, regards to doing that. So uh, that's why it seemed like a super good pick. Um, the under for 123.5 hit, so we won there. Then I said you can even go down for the under for, for 125 or 121.5, that paid plus 155. Same thing. I did my max bet that I could hit that. Uh, then. I did the under at 119.5, uh, that paid plus 210 odds, hit that. Then the under at 117.5, I was a little bit unsure about that at first, but I still said I think it was about um, like 75% confidence. I ended up placing that bet only because they limited all of my other bets, hit that, that paid plus 280. Uh, and then uh, one of our listeners, he actually showed me the bet that he placed, he, he was the courageous soul that bet the under at one. 15 seconds, 0.5, and of course he crushed that. So uh, he's the more daring soul. He got he he, no, he got he got paid, I should say. So uh, congratulations to him. I think that paid like plus 380. Um, I was not that daring. I wanted to focus more on the quality, like not the quality, but like my, my surefire picks. Uh, that that did not disappoint at all, uh, and that ended up being uh, went from going from two and seven to to six and seven in my picks with winning all of those lines the plus 105 plus 455 plus 210 plus 280 with max bets that were allowed super crazy awesome then the other bet i mentioned uh was it was a chiefs player or coach shown in the first or yeah shown first at the national anthem of course they showed uh, patrick mahomes and and, and uh coach reed got that so just the national anthem alone uh, one, two, three, four, five, five in a row, six in a row if you did the 115.5. Then the other prop bet, which I said I, I would throw my life savings, my the whole bank of my remaining about, amount that I had in all of my all of my accounts, uh, is that Demi Lovato would have a microphone on on, uh, on a mic stand, and that paid. That was a very like a strong favored line at minus 180. But I was so sure, like, I felt like that line should have been minus 500. And I would have thrown, that, that, like, if I had, like, 10 grand and they allowed that, that would have been the surest bet. And, of course, she had her mic stand because I've never seen her at a major outdoor sporting event every time that's been recorded uh, to just randomly hold her mic. She's been the most consistent, dominating, like, national anthem singer. And I think, like, it was super well-received, too, at least on Twitter. So that was crushed. That was absolutely amazing. Just crushed it. Uh, so just from the national anthem specifically, yeah, the dress was a miss. But uh, but yeah, the unders, the ones that I felt super confident in that I didn't need to hedge. One, two, three, four, five, six for six. Oh my god, guys! Like this is one of the rare times where I felt uh, so obscenely confident that. I, I didn't want to blast it to everyone, but in my podcast, this is my everyone, I mean, like, like millions of people, and I don't have that reach, probably, but I, if I, but, like, I just feel like people who listen to this podcast, I know you guys are trying to sleep, and I know I sound excited right now, but, but I feel like this was, like, the one, like, 
amazing like like sneak like the insider tip that I just knew based off of the research and I felt absurdly confident and I wanted it to happen and uh, and it did and the payoff was nice it was great like uh, anyway anyway guys if you guys place those bets and that's the reason why I made that like my top talk uh, with the previous episode and spent like 35 minutes discussing it is because I did spend like time like researching that I felt like that was just a big leak in what Vegas was doing and I, I, I wish more people would have listened uh, I know a few hundred people listened but like I meant like the world would have just got that uh, although I did explain the reason why I don't want to tell everyone to if I had the ability to is because it might actually reach Demi Lovato and then she would actually have influence on that bet so you, you know there's like a certain line that you don't want to cross but like for the insiders or the, the sharps as they would call it uh, yeah, this that was the play, guys. That was the play. Now, uh, talking about the halftime shows. Uh, now at that point, after the Demi Lovato, I'm now eight and seven, despite that horrible 0 and five start. Now at eight and two since then. So that's wait, no, that's that's super good. Uh, for the halftime show, uh, and I'm going off of the bets that I, uh, I initially placed too. I placed some other ones. Uh, I actually didn't play some other ones, but I did play some that I I forgot to track on here, but I did talk about the A-Rod shown at halftime. Uh, that did pay 2-1, to one. and they did show him at halftime. I actually don't recall him being seen at halftime. I watched the halftime show. He was in a commercial uh, with, like, DJ Khaled, um, but they gave me credit for it, so... I might have looked down on my phone, I might have missed it, but he was on the show, he was on, I got credited for the bet, and they did not take it away the day later, so, um, like, I said, like I said, he could have been on, I just, maybe I missed it, but that hit, so we're 9 and 7, then the one where I mentioned DJ Khaled to make appearance on stage, I told you guys, like, this, like that one in the A-Ride bet, those are probably pot shots, you know, you just bet small, you probably get some money out of it, likely, um, he did not make it, so, uh, either way, A-Rod still paid plus 200, so I came out ahead there, uh, 9 and 8 for the props overall. Then, this was a prop that came in pretty late, uh, when I was going through the other special props, um, and that was the opening kickoff touchback. This paid plus 150, and I'm pretty proud of this one. Uh, this one I did my due diligence, I believe, on, like, during the podcast, and, uh, this one ended up hitting pretty well. Uh, I mentioned that the 49ers touchback, or touchback rate was about 42-43%, and the Kansas City uh, touchback, touchback rate was about like 50, about a little bit over 50%, but not as much as 55%, especially throughout the playoffs, it's been about 50%. And considering that both teams are really, especially Kansas City, are, are all about momentum-based, and San Francisco's inability to actually get touchbacks, the plus 50 line, it did, did seem like it was super juicy. Uh, if it was a plus 100 line, I probably would not have taken it. But the plus 150, and I did bet a half unit there, uh, did seem like it was a pretty strong value. And I think the line that I would have cut off was probably like plus 120, maybe plus 110. But they gave us plus 150 there, and based on the implied odds, it seemed like at least 45% of the time there was not going to be a touchback regardless of who won the kickoff. And we saw early on, it was just a like three three yard deep kick into the end zone, and they ran it out. And Kansas City ran it out. So uh, everything made sense, and it, it also would make sense too to actually have a real kickoff in the Super Bowl. And I felt like both teams would actually want to have that ceremonial type feel. So there were a lot of things playing in that spectrum that, that I believe that uh, that caused this to hit the plus 150 for the no for the no touchback. So because of that, we are 10 and 8. Now, I'm going to pop on my, my bookie because there are two additional bets that I placed, and these ones are not closed yet. So the, um, the other two were number of players arrested in Miami after game five, or after the game. Uh, and I bet this one pretty small, like barely like an eighth of a unit. And this did pay 800 to 1. So as long as there was at least one player that got arrested in Miami after the game. And so it's still 11 a.m. and there still might be news stories. I don't know. Um, but this one is up for grabs. It's not settled yet. So I'm pulling it up right now. If I win this real time, it's cool. You can hear my reaction. Hopefully I'm not too loud. 
but I'm pulling it up. So if you guys want to give me a minute. And it's taking a little bit longer. So my bankroll has not increased. Uh, one of the open bets did close, so I need to check that out. So it looks like no one is no one is arrested. So that bet did not partake. So uh, I'm actually 10 and 9. And then the last one is the over 1.5 Eli mentions. This one paid minus 110. I think that was going to be close. Uh, I did bet, I think, uh, two-thirds of a unit. And uh, it's, it's undecided. I don't know if he was mentioned at all. Uh, I might give one mention, but the fact that they have not closed this yet makes me think that it should be fairly close still. But regardless if I win or lose that one, uh, the, the jury's in. I've looked at my bankroll, i looked at my uh, both accounts, and I think I'm up at least, let's see, um, adding it up, six and a half or seven units uh, for, for the Super Bowl. Even after the terrible, quote-unquote, terrible start, kind of that smaller on the in-game bets, the, the fun props, the spectacle props, just crushed it. Would have been a little bit higher had there been the white option for my bookie. Would have been a lot higher if uh, they didn't allow the $25 like maximum bet. If that was like $100 or $200, I would, like I said, I would be all over the, the uh, under for the national anthem. Uh, but I, I, you know, I can't complain. I ended up being ahead uh, several units, and uh, I'm very excited with the results of the Super Bowl. Uh, I was rooting for the Chiefs to win. I was rooting for Andy Reid uh, and Patrick Mahomes, and I, and I think the game didn't disappoint. And uh, I think overall, you know, for the playoffs, I was I was mildly happy. Um, you know, pre-Super Bowl with a lot of the picks I've made. I know the week prior in the uh, championship week, I went 0 for 7 in, in the in-game props. So uh, you guys can definitely tell I'm not super keen on in-game props. Uh, so anytime moving forward, if I talk about in-game props, uh, ignore that or fade me. But I think I started out going from the Kansas City-Tennessee game 0 and 12. So I'm not, I'm not amazing there. But give me, give me like the shenanigans props. And I will bounce back with fiery passion. <laughs> Not being stupid, but but uh, you know, a lot of these props, I do try to spend time, especially more the spectacle props, uh, more media stuff. I, I, I did spend a decent amount of time at least trying to walk you guys through the logic, talking you know, talking about the understanding and like the thought process behind it. And hopefully, you know, as you try to go to sleep in your in the dreamland, uh, and you, if you're still hearing my voice. You know, always try to take that extra time to do your due diligence, especially when you're betting your own money. And if you have any, you know, gambling compulsions or addictions, I, you know, it's not a good thing to have. I, you know, and and I, what started out for me, uh, you know, my background initially was poker. I played that in college. Uh, I became, you know, fairly, well, you know, fairly successful as a poker player, but I just wasn't happy. And everything I did regardless of poker or sports betting or anything that requires a risk does does require at least some due diligence or at least some knowledge of understanding of what you're doing and why you're doing it. I've been very fortunate to uh, have, like I said, my 70% win rate in spreads throughout the NFL season. Uh, I think it was fairly break even in under overs, but for me it was a big testament to actually tracking my bets and actually seeing if I'm, I was good at it. And uh, let's, yeah, in regards to what's next. Before I dive into that, so if you guys are listening for all the football picks and you're ready for to, for me to talk about more ga like gambling or gaming stuff like that, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be doing that like immediately moving forward. Uh, mainly because this this mainly started out as a, as a fun way for me to do. Uh, pick them just to keep track of my actual ability to pick games and then it became more involved with uh, Working with spreads because I've always felt like I had a knack for football or at least understanding the game and I had my own theories my own logic for a lot of these and uh, I had great fun in doing that. I had great fun in 
talking about like my anti-power rankings specifically talking about what team trends are doing how the team momentum flows and i know a lot of people and a lot of teams uh, and a lot of betters have their own methodologies of of what makes them like good bad or, or, or why they make the picks and why they do the things that they do and i wanted to see if for me it, it would be profitable and uh, and then i would test other methods and that ended up working pretty well and i think that was pretty cool and how that goes and uh, I, I don't want to do a you know have a disservice to anyone that's listening in regards to betting games that I'm not familiar with or games that I'm not as emotionally invested in watching or partaking in. So in regards to say the MLB season, uh, the NHL might be different, especially for the playoffs, that that might be on board, but uh, the MLB, uh, you know, I'm not going to be talking about that. The NHL playoffs, we, we might get that, uh, but like soccer, that's going to be a no. Basketball, that's going to be a no. Um, the only times I will get involved probably in any betting moving forward, especially on the podcast, is going to be, one, football. Like, I had a blast, so that's definitely going to be there. And I I will be sure to let you guys know. And if you want to get the updates, feel free to follow me on Twitter, uh, Twitter at Julish Podcast. Or you can send me, if you have any feedback, comments, or things you'd like me to discuss, or if there's any events specifically, if you want me to talk about betting or gambling, or anything that could be more of a spectacle type of show, just feel free to send me feedback, too. Uh, you can email me at droolishpodcast at gmail.com. I'm more than happy to... Uh, I love reading emails, I love responding, and uh, I'm doing a better job. Uh, of course, I used to say I'm trying to do better, but I feel like I am getting better at uh, getting more involved in the podcast. Uh, outside of recording and, and placing everything out there. You know, I, I want to be more active, at least uh, in helping people. Uh, not just falling asleep, but to, to, but to provide value or knowledge, at least what I've learned. And then hopefully, if something that's worked for me can help you fall asleep or can help, or can help you sleep better at night. Uh, and I slept pretty well last night with my prop bets. So uh, any value that I can bring, uh, I'm always looking forward to doing that. And and uh, in regards to uh, other sports, I guess, immediately that I might talk about, uh, there might be March Madness, uh, specifically. Uh, the Kentucky Derby, if that's coming up sometime, I might be doing that. Uh, maybe, no, no, I was going to say, maybe they did maybe Daytona 500, but I have not watched NASCAR in years, so I'm not going to be talking about that. Uh, yeah, so those are going to be the ones that I might mention in passing or dedicate an episode to, but, uh, you know, guys, don't expect any more, uh, you know, NFL or sports betting episodes uh, weekly. Uh, it's going to be, you know, more sparingly, at least until next football season. And in regards to some of the learnings I've had throughout the season, uh, you know, I've learned that, one, I really shouldn't be as confident in a lot of these picks, especially in sports, as I, as I need to be. Uh, you know, sometimes I feel like I get too cocky in making my picks overall in regards to, like, who's going to win a game or, or doing, like, an over-under or especially player props. Like, I was the worst at that. So, you know, I'm learning to at least be more selective on what I'm doing because I think, you know, cutting off a particular type of bet or play or an angle or, or something that I like doing um, just because I'm not good at it, I'm doing myself a disservice uh, in getting better. So what I want to do is I want to, I want to refine my process of figuring out how do I get better in doing prop bets or how do I do better in doing like player props or over unders or figuring out you know more dynamics of like the game or sports betting if that's something I wanted to keep pursuing. I know a lot of professional sports bettors that are happy to uh, you know do volume betting and and be profitable with 60% win rates. I know some that win that have won like 66 to 70 percent of all bets in the nfl season uh, you know i can only top my 70 percent winning spreads and that was only with like a 35 game sample size but i was very selective in those so so i definitely need to work on improving my process especially when it comes to players uh, and that's going to be on me or maybe if i have a specialist that's that focuses on uh, fantasy sports 
Uh, I know a lot of fantasy sports people are all about those numbers, are all about the fantasy points, but I feel like they are way more in tune with the matchups uh, and individual performances, while I am more in tune with kind of uh, the the macro or the yeah the macro of like team momentum, the coaching, the the team as how they blend together and how they click as a whole, uh, because there are so many different more factors, different more whatever uh, factors in the NFL than any other sport. And that's not to say that one player can't make a difference in the NFL, but the the, the volume of difference, uh, you know, excluding Patrick Mahomes and maybe like some super top tier quarterbacks, uh, is. You know, it's very it's very hard to measure and uh, there are just so many things going on in the game and uh, I've done some live betting too with decent success but uh, the only things that uh, I would generally do with live bets for is if like they're free so uh, you know and it's hard for me to actually track live bets for other people or tell people hey I'm doing this live and see what goes on from there uh, but outside of that like it's all about selection like if you want if for me if I wanted to Get, try to make more money doing sports betting I would be betting more frequently I'm trying to get volume plays in and when I do that I win about like 55% of the time which again uh, it's it's winning if I'm doing volume but for me to improve the art of actually picking these games and understanding the teams uh, I you know I would need to be more selective uh, the other learnings I have I need to stick with what I know and it's kind of bouncing off the first point. You know, I, like I said, I love watching football. I love paying attention to, to, to specific teams and their tendencies. And and, uh, and I don't think that's going to change. I, I, I think uh, I might sometimes put more weight on streaks than what most other people do, uh, especially in the NFL. And uh, I think that's one thing I might have to reel back on, especially when it comes to pickums. I think I finished like in the 70-something percentile in the pickums, which isn't terrible and it's not great. But if I were to do something, I want, I want to be the best at it. So there's that. Then, uh, and yeah, just uh, any additional thoughts I'm thinking of right now uh, as we kind of head off into Dreamland. The overall um, part, or kind of like where I went ahead with this podcast, and I might we talk or talk about this again in, in another episode is that uh, most of the growth in the podcast that I've had and I'm going to pull this up right now has been between um, the NFL episodes and the and my startup idea episodes and that's not to say that I don't talk about any other subjects because I talk about a lot of subjects all the time it's just the I'm just pulling up more information here. It's just the volume of... What the heck? Wait, what? Oh, wow. That's nuts. So, it's just the volume of... Um, I'm sorry. It, I'm looking at this in real time. And I thought I saw something that was weird. Um, it said my downloads. It looked like I didn't have any downloads in the last day. And it turns out I had 2,100 downloads in the last 24 hours in my first Super Bowl Picks episode. What the heck? Oh, wait, what? Wow. Oh, okay. That was completely unexpected. Like, what? Okay. Wow. Okay, uh, I'm like, I'm flabbergasted, okay. Um, holy cow. I'm just trying to figure out how. Like I, oh, wow. That's crazy. I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. I, I, I made it, boys. No. <laughs> holy cow. Well, at least, at least uh, I was not expecting that. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's real. What? Okay, so I feel I feel kind of bad though now because the best picks were in the fun props one, which only had 300 downloads uh, since I think Wednesday, and everyone downloaded the 20 uh, the the one prior. Oh no! 
Anyway, I what was I going? What I was going to say was that a lot of my the downloads have been primarily between the startup episodes and the NFL ones. And prior to this 1,900 downloads yesterday or something like that, I had a steady growing. Just uh, I can't even speak, but like a growing number of downloads, I think between like 250 and like getting to near the 300 downloads for the NFL episodes, which again is like freaking cool. And then my startup ones, you know, they weren't bad either. Still get a couple hundred downloads. And I never really even expected to get, you know, more than 10 downloads per episode, but I'm very glad you guys do. And looking at other episodes besides the Super Bowl and the startup idea ones, and I know it's been a while. Uh, the last time I didn't talk about that was uh, late December, around Christmas, when I talked about, uh, mentioned here, podcast ramblings. And I do like to talk about things outside of sports and my startup ideas. I really love talking about those, and I want to continue to keep talking about episodes or, or keep talking about things that interest me in my episodes. And... A lot of people, I'm assuming they're listening, are trying, or hopefully they're finding value in what I'm talking about in the sense of either uh, going to sleep, helping provide value in maybe idea generation, or getting you thinking outside the box, or even just helping you think and formulate like your own ideas and thoughts while you try to sleep. I don't know. I, I want to try to keep a podcast that's that I don't know that, that I want to provide value to others. And I don't want to be intrusive in, in, in avoiding that from your quality of sleep because I think sleep is the foundation of what we do. You know, it's kind of our recharging, it's our refuels. It's like when we sleep, like all of our brains, neurotoxins, like flush out. And I want to talk more specifically about kind of helping sleep quality things that I found sleeping, uh, more sleep-related stuff as time progresses. And I understand that, you know, if this podcast keeps getting bigger, uh, I want the people to listen to fully understand that, uh, or sorry, I want to pull them, want them to fully expect and understand that this is a podcast that is catered around sleeping, but done in a way to where, uh, you know, I'm not trying to be super interesting. I'm not trying to be a gimmicky. This is just who I am. And, uh, you know, you know, sometimes I might be angry or tired or don't want to record, but I haven't felt I haven't felt that I didn't want to record in months now. Uh, and I've been telling myself I want to be taking this more seriously, and I've been trying to do my best. And I, I believe I have been doing my best since uh, fall to, to put out at least two episodes a week and to come up with new things to talk about or at least different things to talk about. And in regards to looking at the episodes and how they're performing. Uh, like I said, I certainly understand that the uh, Super Bowl episodes or the NFL ones have been doing really well. And like I said, I want to continue to do that because I love talking about it. Um, the, the startup ones are just as great, but the last time I didn't talk about those has been has been in November, uh, excluding the podcast rambling one, which was back in December before Christmas. I mean, I talked about... I mean, the last one I did was... Uh, me saying goodnight to various like 80s baby names for 45 minutes uh, and then reviewing the sports betting I did the talk about that one I had some nice talk talks about laugh more sleep more and random thoughts and these still get hundreds of these uh, I can't I cannot speak um, these still get hundreds of downloads over time uh, but the one that really popped up to me was I think my second episode uh, that I had which was just which is titled Fighting Insomnia and then Stream of Consciousness Thoughts. The Stream of Consciousness Thoughts. And while, you know, it never really flew off the handle, like, right away, it's just been an episode that just keeps popping up as consistently downloaded, even from my early episodes, as being, like, the, the most listened to episode, um, excluding the whole Super Bowl thing that just happened, like, ten minutes ago that I found out. So... Uh, you know, I, I want to start leaning towards content that's kind of like that, but still mixing it up. And uh, I, I, I'll, do my, I'll do what I can 
to figure it out. I, I want to figure out, you know, I want to crack the code to helping you guys sleep better. And whether it's, it's just my voice or the background noises that I include, uh, I really want to uh, take my podcast to, I don't want to sound like a cliche the next level, but I want to take it to where I'm doing a better job for you guys. And, uh, and just seeing the people that are, like I said, downloading and I joke about this all the time, and I still kind of am joking. Like I, I know, I know people listen now, and the numbers, the numbers don't lie. So I don't. But what's really confusing is, you know, I I, I want to do a better job of finding out, you know, who's listening and why they like the podcast, or why, you know, or how I'm helping you fall asleep, or if I'm falling, helping you fall asleep, or how are you using the podcast to. I don't know, make your life, and to improve your life, I, I would guess. And and I always come in the mindset that when I record, I just imagine kind of myself like out in space and hopefully that someone's listening. And if they are listening, I want to just make their experiences better. And my goal is to help you fall asleep. So and I like to joke that, you know, I don't think like my two listeners or my, you know, whoever's listening or... Um, I, I still think this one's true, even though I'm joking, is that I still think there's still, like, like two or three professors, college professors, that listen to this, and they're studying, like, the mind of, like, this mild ADHD kid that you know, likes to talk about random things. I don't know. But uh, but I, I do intend to get serious, and, uh, and maybe, like I guess I'm probably considering going to a Patreon route, hopefully, because uh, I... I I've, been testing this more just to myself and the more that I listen to other people and follow and take action uh, it's generally proportioned to the amount of investment that I put in and I'm not talking about money investment although the money is the most tangible thing that we can talk about like like person to person if anyone is listening at this point but something that's tangible in the sense of or investment in the sense of time listened you know and any actions that you've done so even if you just listen to like the last podcast episode and made like a couple of those bets, or if you just listen to any episode and you you fell asleep easier, or you listen to an episode where I gave sleeping tips and that helped you out, like those are the things that I try to find value in for you guys, and those are the investments that hopefully will drive you guys to uh, keep listening or hopefully find additional value or listen to uh, or or take advice on things that I've noticed or found. And, and I, you know, I, I know I'm not like a, I'm not a major celebrity. I'm not even a celebrity. Like, I'm just, I'm a guy who likes to help people. That's generally what I do. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm, 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 wor- I'm working on the depth or reach of the amount of people I'm helping. I want to help more people. And, and, uh, and I don't know, but this kind of, st- this certainly started out as kind of a half joke. Uh, it's still, I mean, it's for me. I, I do like to joke around on this, but it's hard. It's hard for me to convey that more and more. But um, I, I, I don't know. So sorry for the last 10, 12 minutes of me just sounding like super candid and just want and have my stream of consciousness thoughts. Um, I just really want to just point that out. And and while this could be its own episode, technically, uh, I I feel the most comfortable when I sneak these little blurbs of thoughts within all of the other um, main talking points and the reason being is that if you are trying to sleep and if you are uh, thinking and your mind is racing you know, I, I, I just think a lot of us have a lot of similar thoughts uh, but it might not be the exact situation that we're all in but uh, I, I want us to or at least at least I want to talk about the things that matter to me in regards to this podcast and I know most people, when people talk about their show or their their, their stuff, uh, it's more so like showing off or touting, and I, I do some of that too. Like I literally have a Twitter post of me being proud of like my national anthem picks. Okay, that, that's fine. Yeah, people can tell. Okay, but it, it's it's more of a you know, I don't know. I it, it's hard for me to show like a, my authentic self when I am kind of like talking from like, like off the cuff and trying to do my best to convey what I'm like to you guys like where I'm coming from and this is for those who are really are trying to sleep or who might have their mind racing that uh, you know I 
I'm, you know, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to do what I can to make whatever I do better. And with that, you know, sometimes there's doubt in kind of the things that I do, but, uh, but I mean, I never even expected to get more than like a hundred downloads, honestly, even at this point, like this was just going to be something that I was, that, I mean, I did for fun, for things that I thought was hilarious and for something that I've noticed, um, in my life. And it was just one of those things where, uh, you know, if life gives you lemons, you know, just make lemonade. And I just wanted to try to turn, you know, a quote unquote weakness into a strength for others. At least that's just kind of how I think. And, uh, and I don't know if that's even conveyed in like the, my startup ideas and stuff. I, I, I mean, I write so many things down. Um, and just the fact that people listen to, to it, or people that are listening to it in a manner that suits me, that hopefully helps you guys out in sleeping. Uh, you know, actually it means a lot. And uh, I don't know, I think at the more I talk about this, the more like everything is kind of setting in. Kind of like, like I don't know, the fact that hundreds of people now down, like download and listen to me for an hour. It, it, it you know, it, it's crazy. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. And uh, I know I'm stuttering and I'm trying to figure out like what to say, but uh, I'm just, I'm just like bored vomiting right now. Uh, but to reel this all back in, I'll do that right now. Reeling you guys back in. Hope. I hopefully you guys had a wonderful Super Bowl. You guys had a wonderful time with your families, your friends. Even if you watched it alone, you had a wonderful time with yourself. And I'm gonna do what I can to make, you know, my things better. And you guys, if you're still awake, uh, my tip to you and a tip to myself too is, you know, let's let's just improve the art of sleeping, guys. And you know, let's let's just take a deep breath. If you cannot sleep right now, and it's been an hour. I highly suggest that you get up, write a list of chores that you're going to do tomorrow, and then do it now. Because the moment you decide you're going to do real work, at least for me, that's the moment where you fall asleep. Because your body's going to say, no, 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 actually, never mind. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be, I don't want to move around. I actually really want to sleep. That's kind of been the biggest uh, win-win for me whenever I have insomnia. So... Uh, that works pretty well. And worst case is, yeah, you're going to be up for another, like, hour. And, yeah, that sucks. You will be up for another hour. But you will at least check off the things that you meant to do tomorrow and push that out of the way. So you'll at least feel, like, a sense of, sense of accomplishment. So that's my parting tip to you. And I'm probably going to say that almost at the end of every episode because that works so darn well. Till next time, folks. Take care. And dream easy.